Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. In this episode, we chat with Jenna, who is a new grad physical therapist, about her experience in an international clinical rotation in Italy. She had a really unique opportunity of going abroad to do her clinical rotation, and she learned a lot. She talks about how their healthcare system was different and how that transition was coming from Italy back to the States. We hope you enjoy this episode with Jenna. All right, so welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. For today's episode, we have Jenna, and she is going to talk a little bit more about her experience having an international clinical rotation in PT school, which is so awesome. And I think everybody needs to at least like go abroad once, but even better experience um, being abroad while, you know, being on a clinical rotation. So Jenna, if you just want to um, tell everybody a little bit about um, your journey into PT and where you are now. Yeah, so um, I did gymnastics like growing up. So I started when I was little. I was like four years old when I started and I did it all through college. So I'd been in and out of PT um, quite a bit when I was in high school. Um, I I ruptured my Achilles tendon my sophomore year, and then I ruptured the other one my junior year. So I was in physical therapy for about two years straight, and that's kind of what got me started with it. And then I took an anatomy and physiology class in high school, and I just really liked it. So decided to major in exercise science. I did exercise science at Illinois State. And then through that time, I did a little bit of work with um, children with special needs. So I did the Special Olympics of Illinois. Um, and I was talking to my mom a lot and she's like, you know, you can do physical therapy with kids too. And I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. So that's kind of what got me interested in it. And that's then how I applied to PT school. And that's how I started. Um, so now I work in an outpatient orthopedic clinic in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, we see a wide range of people, but I actually live really close to one of the army bases. So we see a lot of retired um, military veterans. So I see a lot of those people, and then um, I do get kids every now and then, so I do a little bit of work with kids, um, and I'm also LSVT big certified, so I do see some Parkinson's patients as well, so my caseload's kind of all over the place and very varied, but it's a lot of fun, and I love it, so it's good. Very cool, and where did you say you went to school? Um, I went to PT school at Belmont University, so that's kind of what got me down to Tennessee. Ah, okay. And when did you graduate? Um, I graduated in 2017, so it'll be two years of working in August this year. Oh my gosh. 
If I'm sure it flies by. We hear that all the time. We have no concept, yeah. obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> it goes quick. It's very fast. <laughs> That's so cool though. And so right now, is this the first job you had out of school? Yes. Yep. Okay, so you've been there for almost two almost two years. Yes. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. It's been good. Good two years. Yeah. And so during PT school, I know we already kind of touched on it, but you had quite an opportunity to go on an international clinical rotation. First of all, where did you get to go? Um, and then second of all, how did that all work out? Yeah. So um, I went to Italy. I was in Italy for two months. Um, we had, you know, one of our director of clinical education, my RDCE, she, um, we always sent someone to Italy every year and they were trying to expand their international program at the same time. But, um, Italy is kind of where they first started. Um, we had to apply. So I had to write a letter, I think, and then I had to fill out an application and then, um, we heard back from them and I got in, which was awesome. So, um, I got to go over there for two months and I believe I was there from like the beginning of March to the beginning of May, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I was over there for two months, so it was cool. Yeah, and um, were there other classmates who were interested in going abroad, like specifically to Italy, or did you go um, by yourself? So I went with one of my other classmates. Um, and then an, another one also went over at that same time, so there was three of us over there. I was with one of my classmates and we were in the same location and then another one of my classmates was by herself and she was just a little bit further north I believe is where she was she was at yeah that's really cool and just to experience that with your classmates and be in another country um now I don't know how they do uh or I don't know how physical therapy is in Italy. So if you want to go more into kind of what, you know, now you're working um, as a PT in Tennessee compared to or contrast to what you saw in Italy, if they do anything different. Yes, um, it, it was it was very different. It was, um, you know, I was in Arizona right before I went to Italy. So I was in an inpatient rehab hospital right before I went to Italy. And it was um, I kind of worked more on the outpatient side. We did a little bit of aquatic therapy there too. And, um, you know, learning how to write notes and doing all that stuff that you, you know, you normally do on a clinical rotation. I felt like I got really good at it at the end of my rotation in Arizona. And then you go to Italy and it's just very different. They don't do daily notes. They don't do progress notes. They don't do evaluations. They really just don't do documentation at all, which is kind of nice because it's less paperwork that you have to do when you're over there. Um, but that was, I think, one of the hardest things when I came back was trying to get back into the swing of doing paperwork in the way that, you know, we have to do it here in a clinic. Um, it, I, was at, I was at an inpatient hospital there as well. Um, and just their insurance and everything is a little bit different, too. So they can, if they want to go to therapy, if that's something they want to do, they do. Um, I know I had some patients there who said, you know, every every year they take a vacation to come up to this rehab hospital for therapy. So that's their vacation is to go to therapy, which was very different, but it was, 
it was fun. It was good. No, that's so cool. I know there are so many students out there who are listening to this being like, whoa, you mean that's an option? Like, I know, not all schools, but you guys, look into this. Um, so I know you didn't set this up. Like, your school already had this clinical affiliation to, was it that specific clinic or, like, a couple clinics in Italy? Uh, it was through a specific company, um, and they had two locations in Italy. They had the one location that I was at and then the one that was further north. That was more of a cardio hospital. So for someone who's more interested in cardiotherapy stuff, um, they could go there. And then our hospital was more neuro-ortho based. So. Okay. Okay. And so to, before you even went there, what did you have to do? Like, did you have to do a letter of intent, like um, lots of different shots or paperwork, or what did you have to do before you went, if you remember? Um, the, the biggest thing was, I, I believe we had, we had some sort of like homework assignment that we had to send to like the guy who was in charge of the program. Um, I know he gave us a little bit of stuff to do before we went. He gave us just information like PowerPoint slides and kind of stuff to review just so we had a better idea of, you know, the culture that we were going into and how their healthcare system worked. Um, and while I was over there, um, we did do an in-service while we were there. So it was, it was like a group in-service. So it was me, my classmate that was over there. And then there was actually a cohort of students. So I've believe there were students from like two or three different schools that were also over there at the same time. So we kind of, there were seven of us all together. The seven of us kind of got really close and we kind of did everything together. And then, um, you know, some of us, as we were leaving, some were staying a little bit longer, depending on how long they had to be over there for. And then they would kind of be with the next group of people too. And they could kind of help them get started, which was kind of nice. Um, but I think over there specifically, we just had to do an in-service and we didn't have any I didn't have any specific like work that I had to do for, for um, like my school or for them either specifically. It was kind of just going there, like really immersing yourself in the culture, immersing yourself in their healthcare, healthcare system. And then just really that in-service at the end. Yeah, that is really cool. And it's so crazy how, you know, we, <laughs> we have all this documentation we have to do and then they don't and um, just different aspects of healthcare around the world. It's so interesting to learn, but did you have a translator while you were there or did they primarily like speak English? I know, I don't know how many people speak Italian. I mean, there has to be people <laughs> who obviously speak English there. Yeah. Um, so my CIs, when we were down there, again, I was there for two months. So for the first month or the first four weeks, I was with one clinical instructor and um, all of the clinical instructors speak English. So they were our translators. Most of my patients did not speak English very well. Um, some of them could understand me a little bit, but it was in the process, again, of immersing yourself in the whole thing. We were trying to learn a little bit of clinical language in Italian so we could somewhat try to communicate with them which I think towards the end, it was okay. I was not the best at it. Italian was not the easiest for me, although I didn't know Spanish. I just, I kept mixing them up while I was there. Um, so it was really kind of just talking to our clinical instructors and then them kind of talking to our patients. And then, you know, our patients would always ask, you know, what did you do on the weekend? Cause we traveled a lot. So it was trying to 
it was it was very difficult it was learning a lot more of like body language rather than like verbal language because that language barrier was so strong but yeah we did have both of both of my CIs at the time did speak English so they were able to help they didn't think their English was very good but actually they did better than they thought they did so it was very easy to talk to them good so it sounds like that must have been a requirement like they have to know English Mm -hmm. the CIs at least yeah they do have to actually they have to take that clinical instructor course so they have to be able to sign off of your your CPI so they have to be credentialed as a clinical instructor for us to go over there so very cool. So that means like you weren't ever necessarily left alone with patients because you always had your CI to um, translate for you? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, they were always in the like close proximity. Um, the way that the the space was set up, again, they did physical therapy a little bit different. So their ortho floor, we were just, they had stations. So we were at a manual station. So we did all the manual therapy and we had you know, like six or eight tables on one side of this manual station and we would have our patients come in and so they'd all be right by each other um, and you know I would work with one and she would work with one so we'd be right next to each other and be talking to each other and she'd be able to translate for me if I had no idea what was being said so it did it did make it easier that everything was so close and we were always so close together so yeah good and it, I mean, you were there for a while. So do you feel like you could kind of carry on a conversation with any of your patients by the end of it? A very broken conversation. Cause I could, I could say some words that to explain what I was trying to say. Um, but I definitely did not get all the words to make the sentence flow well, but they could pick <laughs> up what I was saying. They understood what I was saying when I would talk about like, you know, what we did on the weekends or um, trying to ask them how they feel. I'm trying to get that information from them. Got a little bit easier at the end, but I still, still relied on my CI a lot because that language barrier was very strong. Yeah. Intense. I can imagine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, um, I had, let's see, I had another question. Well, more of what activities were you able to do on the weekends, either in Italy or did you also travel to other countries um, as well? Uh, so our, again, the guy that was in charge, he kind of like did a PowerPoint slide the first day and they recommended that we just stay on the island or on the peninsula of Italy and not kind of stray too far. So we just went to a lot of the major cities um, every weekend. We were staying in a tiny little city in Umbria, Italy, which is like right next to Tuscany. So we went to, we went to Rome, we went to Venice, we went to Naples and Pompeii. We kind of went everywhere all around the body of Italy. We never really left the, 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 what is it, a country? Yeah. Yes. We never really left the country. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. That's incredible though. Yeah, I can imagine like eight weeks over there. Um, And so what about your other clinicals? Like tell us a little bit about what other experiences you had before and after this. Yeah, so my my first clinical rotation was an outpatient ortho rotation. It was back at home, so I got to stay at home, which was nice because housing was free. Um, 
it was it was good my CI was really into like she liked working with a lot more of the neuro patients so I saw a lot of MS patients and did a lot of like post-op stuff which was a really good experience and then I was in um, Phoenix Arizona for two months and I did an inpatient rehab but I was in the outpatient neuro department so I worked with a lot of like TBI patients did a lot with MS a lot of post-stroke patients and then we would do some inpatient rehab stuff as well if our like outpatient caseload was really light um, I worked weekends there a couple of times just to kind of experience what it was like working on the weekends which was not something that I liked so I learned that really fast um, and then I went to Italy for two months. And then when I came back, I did an outpatient pediatric rotation. So I was working at um, the Children's Hospital in Chicago. And that one was really hard because I was, again, kind of coming from Italy where I wasn't doing as much of the like traditional, you know, like what we think of for physical therapy with the documentation and the evaluations and then going from from kind of working with adults to working with tiny little babies was very, very drastic and very different, but I, I did initially want to do PEDS, so I was really excited about it, and it was still a really good experience and a really good opportunity, um, but I, it kind of helped me decide where I wanted to go with my job right after, right after I graduated, so. Yeah, so did you always want to travel? It sounds like you traveled a lot during your clinical rotations. Yeah, I, um, so I grew up in Illinois, and I kind of wanted to get out of Illinois. So I did when I came to school and then um, I kind of found places where I had family or where I knew people. So, you know, my first one was back at home and then I had family out in Arizona. So I was able to stay with them um, Then went to Italy with one of my classmates. So that was good. And then I came back to Chicago and just ended up living in the city of Chicago for two months and was still close enough to home where I could see my parents if I needed to. But I was just, I was in the city, which is something that I wanted to do too, but learned from that too, that I don't really like living in the city of Chicago. So there's a lot of learning things throughout all my clinical rotations just for life as well as with like PT in general. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. Um, how long was the transition? So like when you got back from Italy to when you started your pediatric rotation, how, how long was that? Um, I had a really fast turnaround, so I flew back from Italy. We left Saturday morning. We left Rome really early Saturday morning, and we got back to Chicago at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I started my clinical rotation on Monday, so I had, like, a day and a half to recover from my Oh, deadline. my gosh. <laughs> this is not very good. Yeah. That is chaos. <laughs> I think my first day, I think my first day I was like very overwhelmed with everything. And then after the first week, I see, I was like, what was going on? I was like, I was so tired. Like the whole first week I was like, I had just gotten back from Italy. I was like, I had a day and a half to recover. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I thought I just had to be okay. Like I had to be good. So yeah. Yep. Wow. That is a fast turnover, especially coming from Italy. So I know we didn't really touch on this, but what we touched on it a little bit about the differences between here and there, but were the people coming to you, I don't even know this, this may be a dumb question, but like, do they have socialized healthcare in Italy? Um, I honestly don't remember exactly what it is, but I just know that, um, 
you know, they can kind of, they can go to the doctor and the doctor will just refer them for a period of time and they'll go into these like rehab centers for a period of time. And I don't know if they have outpatient type stuff. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, cause I don't, I just don't remember, but I just know we saw them for a period of time. And it was like, you knew they were coming, you knew when they were starting and you knew when their end date was. So they just had a discharge date. So it wasn't you deciding when they were going to be discharged. It was based on just their healthcare system. That's just how they did it. Like you got two weeks or you got three weeks in this um, facility based on what your, your injury or what you were going for was. Okay. So it sounds like it was maybe like a standard amount depending on, Oh, I had a total hip replacement. I guess I'm going to go to whoever for two weeks. And like, that's just what you get. Yep. Interesting. And you don't really document it either or evaluate people because over there it's just a master's, I believe. Yeah. They're all just, they, they go to specific like physiotherapy schools. So they have their, I think they go through normal, you know, they go through their normal grade levels. And then once they go to like college, they, they kind of pick their specialty for what they want to go into. So they go to these, they apply to specific schools for physical therapy or physiotherapy, and then they go to school for that. And then when they're done with that school, then they graduate. Yeah. We were talking to physio tutors about this. It's like, you know, you just go straight into it. There's no, oh, I need a bachelor's first. It's like, no, that is your degree. Those four years, there's no BS. Like I need public speaking and English 101, blah, blah, blah. All of these things. You just go for it. Yep. That's crazy. And how long was, oh wait, no, that was okay. So if schooling was like for about four years, like four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. And were the modalities different? Like what did you use on people? What was a treatment day for you? Um, so when I was on the neural floor, we didn't really use m- many modalities. It was more just a lot more like manual therapy, like hands-on strengthening stuff. Um, they kind of split their day up differently too. They would down there, you would see them in the morning. You would see four people in the morning for an hour. And then you would see the same four people in the afternoon after lunch for 30 minutes and just do like gate training. So that's kind of how they broke up their schedule downstairs. And upstairs in the ortho floor, it was you had an hour with the person. Um, And again, I just did the manual station. So I was just doing manual stuff. So if it was a hip or a knee, we did passive range of motion. Um, we had a CPM machine, so we would put them in the CPM for, if they were a total knee, um, they'd be in the CPM for a little bit. Um, they had an electrical stimulation station, I believe, too, so everyone just kind of sit down and you'd put stim on whatever body part they needed. Um, I think most people have that as part of their station rotation for the day. They had a, ma- a massage station at a gate training station and then they had a swimming they had a pool station so I don't I don't remember it it's it's kind of falls along that like intensive therapy where they have a certain number of hours of therapy a day because they would go to like three or four stations a day and they would kind of have breaks so they'd be like okay from this hour you're in the manual station and then from this hour you're going to electrical stimulation and then from this hour you're going to gate and then you know maybe you get lunch and then afterwards you're going to the pool or something like that. So that's kind of how they would set up the patient's day. 
quite an intense day. It's like circuit, a circuit workout for a physical therapy. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. So the patients who are there, they stayed overnight, correct? Yep. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because I knew you said it was an inpatient setting. Um, but did you ever see any, well, I guess outpatient clinics or is it primarily just physical therapy in the hospital? Um, so they had in the hospital, so on the ortho floor, they had an outpatient area and they would, um, they would also have like for their neuro patients, they could come in as outpatient as well. Um, so those people, they wouldn't stay in the hospital. They would stay in housing, like near the hospital. And then they would come in for the day. They would stay at the hospital the whole, whole day to do all their therapy they would get lunch at the hospital, but then at the end of the day, they would go back to wherever their housing was. Um, so that's just as much as I saw in terms of like outpatient from where I was. Like, I don't remember, I don't remember driving around and seeing any like outpatient specific clinics that kind of like popped up on the side of the road or anything like that. But they did have that outpatient opportunity, I guess is the best way to say it for people who didn't need to stay in the hospital or if they had a place to stay like close by, they could you know, stay there and then go home at the end of the day. So your patients probably didn't stay super long. You said, you know, it depended on what the government kind of assigned to this diagnosis or whatever, but what was the range of length of stays? I want to say it was a couple weeks. I want to say maybe two to three weeks. Um, because I know, I know I saw some that came in, you know, when I first started or and again, I was only in each area, the neuro and the ortho floor for four weeks. So I know I had some that came in and then they would leave before or while I was there. So I want to say two or three weeks and some. But it really seems like it's a great experience just to have that opportunity to witness something, you know, outside of PT school where you're learning so much information and then you know, completely going to another part of the world where you see how, I mean, implementing what you've learned, but kind of seeing it in a different way. But yeah, what Sarah said, it's like <laughs> PT circuits. That's what, that's what, um, with the stations, that's, that's totally like really interesting. Um, but it's so cool that you got to have that experience with your classmates and what's, one thing or one place um, you would recommend someone going, um, like your favorite place in Italy, pretty much? Um, let's see. I don't know. I, I think every part of Italy was amazing. Like I want to go back so bad, but um, I loved, I mean, I loved Rome just because of all of the, like the culture and everything behind it. And there's just a lot to do do there and then you know all the touristy stuff that you see around there but it was just very cool I think we spent like three days there which was a lot of fun um and then the little city and or the little town that we were in um it's called Umberti Day and then there's all these bigger cities around there but that itself was like really pretty too and kind of going to all those little towns was really fun so I would definitely do that if you ever go over there and eat all the food and drink all the wine I was going to say, did you go to any wineries and have some good pizza? We did. A lot. I <laughs> ate lots of pizza and I drank lots of wine and had lots of gelato. So there was lots of really good food while we were there, <laughs> over there, which was awesome. 
we actually lived on a vineyard too, I believe. So our places that we were staying for the two months was a vineyard and they had their own wine downstairs that we could get, which was cool. Wine all day, every day. No big deal. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> yep. That's so cool. My, so my, uh, my grandpa's side is like hundred percent Italian. So, um, I have some relatives over there and basically my dad and brother went over to visit and they had said, instead of farmlands, like I'm from Ohio and you know, the Midwest is like a lot of farms, but over there it's like a lot of, it's just wineries. There's no, there's not like farmlands. It's just wineries instead. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) That's so cool. One day. It's on my list of places to go. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to a PT student? This can be in general. This could be in regards to setting up an international rotation. It can be whatever. Yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, like take every opportunity opportunity that you get, especially on like your clinical rotations. They're going to learn so much and it's just going to be, you know, it's a lot in a short period of time, but really that's kind of like where you kind of build, build your toolbox, I guess is the best way to say it as you're starting to prepare for your, you know, your job once you get out, once you graduate. So just take every opportunity that you get. If someone offers you to, you know, do something or you get that opportunity to travel, I would definitely do it. It's a good learning experience. You get to see a lot of different things and then you know, you can apply it to just how you want to treat as a therapist when you're done. One of them already about like learning from people's body language and communicating that way. But besides that, what do you think the biggest thing you learned from your clinical in Italy? Um, so I think there was just a lot of different like diagnoses when we were over there too. So I saw some patients with like post polio syndrome, which, you know, you're, you're rarely going to see here cause it's not as common. Um, and then I also saw they did a lot with like robotics for, um, spinal cord injury patients to get them to walk again. So we just did a lot of, we did a lot of different things. I got to kind of just hang out with some of the therapists who were like really into doing that. And one of the doctors there that was really like, he was very invested in it and he was very like passionate about it. So he would come and he would let us talk to him about it. And he would, um, you know, he kind of asked if there was anything that, you know, for our in-service, if there was anything interesting that we wanted to do, or if we wanted to be a part of research. So we kind of tried to work with him um, and just like do something different that maybe we didn't know. So um it was again, it was just kind of taking all those opportunities that we got. We kind of just saw like a lot of different things and just I feel like that that just kind of helped me learn just to see like, okay, well, maybe this could be something that we could use here in the United States in the future once it gets approved by everything that it has to go through to get approved here. But um just even just different techniques. Like I remember watching one of the um therapist there he had just a different way that he worked with his patients to try to you know help with them to get them to walk again and it was just it was a different technique that you know I'd seen before but he did it just a little bit differently and it just it made more sense to me so um and I I can still remember him doing it I don't use it much right now because I don't work with that many patients who have that pathology anymore but um I just remember 
like I remember those like little things that I saw from them and with them so I think that's the biggest thing it was just it was just different so it kind of stuck in my mind which makes yeah. it easier to use later on yeah different treatment styles of course especially um like you said with different diagnoses I actually I didn't think of that you know you'll see so many different things mm-hmm. and I think that's really fascinating especially with the robotics so wait so what are they <laughs> what were they doing at the time with that to help with patients um so they had two different ones and I don't remember the names of them but it was just the way that they would you know it would they would sit down and they would kind of position them so that they're sitting in it and then it was a you know they would turn it on it would switch on and it would help them stand up and then they could use like a wheel or they could use a walker or they typically use lobster and crutches over there because they just think that those are less um less limiting in terms of mobility. So they use lobster and crutches a lot. So they would just use that. They'd use the lobster and crutches to help them balance. But if they shifted their weight to one leg, then the other leg would robotically move forward and then they would shift to the other leg and then the other leg would move forward. So it was kind of using their body weight to shift so that the other leg could unload and then it would the robotics would move them forward. But they could walk around the hospital, which was kind of cool. So it's like a standing frame, like a fancy, I don't know how to put this in good words. Is it words kind of like an exoskeleton? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I, I've seen that used and that's, that's what I was thinking in my mind. I was like, I wonder if it's like an exoskeleton where it's helping them like move and shift weight, but that's still really cool that patients yeah. were able to use that technology and, and I mean, they must be, they must have been really happy about that. Like to be able to walk after a spinal cord injury or do certain activities that they weren't able to do um, after their accident. Yep. It was very cool. And I think I saw, I think there was three of them that we worked with quite frequently with it, which was awesome. Yeah. I was going to say out of all the patients that you saw and that you had ex- patient care, you know, experiences with during the rotation there, is there a certain case that really stuck out to you and that kind of like, you know, stuck in your mind um, going forward? Um, I think because it was like, it was, it was so small and I really did like, I feel like I, I didn't have like as big of a caseload as, you know, like you do when you're here. So I had like four patients that I saw twice a day for a period of time. And then I had another number but um yeah I mean I had you know I had one lady who was a little bit older and I think she had like a brain bleed and so we were doing a lot of like neuro gate balance training stuff with her and she was just very funny she would um she was just great she brought her cell phone with her to her session all the time and she was an older lady so anytime she heard something that sounded like a cell phone ring she would just answer her phone and she would say um she would just say like pronto, which means like, like basically she was saying like, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want? Like basically what she was saying and she was answering the phone in Italian and then she would look all confused because it wasn't her phone that was ringing. It was someone else's phone that was ringing. And, um, but I got to work with her a lot and I did a lot of like balance stuff with her. I remember when I had to leave to go to the different floor 
I had given her over to another one of the students that was there and I was like, you better take good care of her because she was, she was just really fun. She was, she made like being there a lot of fun too, just kind of working with her. So I remember her very well. Just her answering her phone all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Old ladies are the best. Old people. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was great. All right. Well, that's all that I had in mind. Gabby, do you have any other questions? I think that's all I had. Um, Yeah. Is there anything that you feel like we missed? I know there's like so many things we could ask you about this, but we usually keep it to an hour or less. So is there anything you think that people could really benefit from hearing um, if they are going to go to some international clinical rotation? Or if they want to do that. Yeah. Um, no, I think you guys asked a lot of really good questions. I mean, most of the time, I mean, from my experience, just with what I've known at school, like our, our DCE just did a really good job of like preparing us with all the paperwork and everything that we needed. And I know we had rotations in like, I think there was one in Australia too, which I know some of my classmates went and did that one too, and they really liked it. So I don't know what their experience was like compared to ours, but ours for like going to Italy, it was just really like, it was really nice just to have like all of it like set up for us. Like she had all the paperwork and everything we needed. I got everything via email from the other guy that was in charge and just um, trying to just be like really prepared before I went just cause you know, you're going to be out of the country for two months and you don't know like what could happen while you're over there. So just, being really prepared was like my big thing. So, but it was, it was fun when I went over there. It was a good learning experience. It was definitely different than learning in the United States, but I definitely think it helped kind of just make me the therapist that I am today. So I guess that's all that really matters. (laughs) That's awesome. And I know so many people are going to benefit from your story and your experience And if anybody has any questions, if they're listening to this and want to know more, where can they reach out to you on social media or email? Yeah, you can, um, you can give them my email if you want. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Yeah. Usually I don't answer my phone if someone calls me or texts me because I think I just get all these random calls all the time. Um, but I'm pretty good about answering my emails regularly. So. Perfect. And we'll put that in the, in the show notes for anybody to reach out. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. So thank you so much for hopping on today, Jenna. It's been a pleasure to hear about your story and your experience in Italy with your clinical rotation in a couple of years. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.